Hey everyone, in this AB Talks with Gina Dirawi, we really get to know her, the traumas, the history, the crazy stories, the general philosophy, and really focus on her, her mindset, and her as a human. I'm sure you're going to enjoy this. Auntie, you're laughing from the first second? Ah. <laughs> How are you feeling? No, I feel good. Okay, so I'll go to my actual question, mm. which is how are you really doing, Gina? How am I really doing? No, well, I actually feel good. I feel like I'm in a good space. Yeah, I feel good. I know you hate that answer, but... No, I'm indifferent. Eh. If that's your answer, that's your answer. Yeah, that's my answer. So you feel good in this time of your life? Yes. Yeah? Um, your childhood, how was it? I like to go way back. Mm. How was your childhood? I think it was many things. I think I had like... It was like several parallel experiences that were each other's opposite. Like feeling like a part of a community, but at the same, uh, same time feeling super lonely. Uh, feeling like I belong in the sense, but in the same time, like if I'm not the way people want me to be, then I'm not allowed to belong. You know, it's, it was very complex. It was very warm, but at the same time, very cold. Um, so I grew up in the north of Sweden in a small town and me and my siblings and like some people were the only Arabs there. And growing up like that, we were like a big Palestinian family. So we were very, you know, you had the warmth and you have the community, but at the same time, every time when you would go out, it will be the opposite um, culture. And also growing up Muslim, you know, you have that. So it was just very confusing for me. Like everything was each other's opposite. And I think that when you're a child of that, you become very punished, like from all different types of like, you know, the gaze that is put on you as a human being. So it was just like hard to figure out like, what do people need of me? Like, what, why can't I just be a complex person or a multi-dimensional person? Um, but it, it was a very good experience, like, cause you learn as a child very early how to adapt. Hmm. I think I was like, I don't know how many people I was during like, until I was maybe 28, you know, I was always constantly changing because there's an intelligence like you, there is like the sense of, if I'm gonna survive in all of this, I have to keep shifting. Uh, and it wasn't just being like a Palestinian Muslim girl in the North of Sweden in a very small town. It was also just being a woman. And you notice when you grow up as a woman and you have people see that you have a power or a intelligence uh, you become punished for it. And that has like followed me through life. So it's be really been like, you know, first I was sad about it, but also I had a lot of happy moments. But that part I think was like the biggest lesson of my life really. Um, so it's been really interesting to see like what's unfolding, you know? Mm. Um, but yeah, so I had like, yeah, super loving and very, and very like, you know, 
فلسطيني هوم اللارا فود وكلنا يو نو ذا كازنز وست وجدي واكل وما بعرف شو نامي هون روحي هناك يو نو اللارا اوف ذات فيري فيري كونكتد بات اولسو ات ذا سيم تايم يو نو يو دونت ريلي نو وير يو بيلونغ اند ذات واز فيري هارد اولسو when you have parents who have gone through a lot of trauma, like my parents are Palestinian refugees, so they grew up in the camps in Lebanon. And, you know, when you have a lot of trauma in the family, and you know Arabs, they don't talk about trauma. Trauma doesn't exist, you know? It's just like, oh, Allah, it's like, no, you need to deal with stuff because it comes out. Uh, so it was very lonely, I think, for a lot of people who grew up like me also. Um, like us second generation immigrant kids where we don't really have any space for our voices to be heard because like our trauma is not as big as our parents trauma and the people we live with they don't understand so there's like a gap and the wandering of loneliness all the time and you're trying to like build an identity with what yani it, it was very complex it was complex hmm. But good if you compare to like other, I mean, it was privileged if you compare to other people, like in the, you know, poor countries or whatnot, but complex, yeah. The, I saw a video recently that uh, said you should never compare or compete with trauma. Yeah. And we do that. We be like, yeah, but you know how hard it was for me? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Well, it's not a competition. You had no. worse trauma than me. So what was traumatic for a certain parent mm. or a certain individual because they lived in a certain time or space can be, there's a certain reaction from that human being in that situation. Yeah. But then your child breaking their leg and people laughing at them or whatnot yeah. is a very different trauma. You can't compare. They're not apples to apples. Exactly. And we do that. We compete. We're like, yeah, when I was young, yeah. you know. <laughs> it's like, how was it snow? Okay. Uh, it was always like, you know, mm. and that's fine. Like, I get it. But I really feel like there is a lost generation who feel so lost in, and just lonely with these feelings when you come home to your home with the people you love, but you're a bit punished for not being fitting the mold. And then you go out with the people who claim they're your friends and you're being punished for not being like them. So after a while, you're like, I felt like so many times, you know, and people don't tell you this as a child. Like you think you're free, you come into the world and you're like a free person. You're not free. Everything is placed on you. Like parents think they own their children. They think that, okay, and then you have this essence inside of you who's just like screaming. And then everything around you is placed on you from whether it is like society, religion, your friends, your community. And in all of that, you're supposed to like follow this inner gut. Like life is so complex and it's, I feel like now I'm starting to see like, oh, that's why I felt trapped since the day I was, I felt, I always said since the day I was born, I felt like I want to be free. I want to be free. And I didn't know, like, was it inherited? Like my Palestine side, you know, we're not free. Or is it me being a woman? Why, why don't I feel free? 
But then I noticed like it's all of that, but also my mind, like my mind is not free from anything. All of these things that was placed on me and they still they're still controlling me and I'm doing my best to find my way back to like my inner root, like my essence, um, whatever that is. But I think we need to teach children like you know, people punish themselves so much and there should be like someone who says that, hello, no, 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 don't listen to all of the noise. Like people are just placing shit on you. It's not yours, you know. I wish someone would have told me that. And now you're going to tell thousands of people. Yeah. And I think that's why it's important because um, one of the main reasons, Gina, we do this is to make people realize they're not alone. Yeah. It's It's a simple and maybe somebody will say it's so cheesy or corny, it's so powerful. I've been in that situation where I'm like, does anybody feel like mm-hmm. I'm feeling now? No, mm-hmm. nobody does. And then you find somebody like, oh, yeah. oh so nice. Yeah. Like you feel not alone. Yeah. So with something like this, you're going to tell people that it's okay if you're strange or weird or unique or different. You don't need to fit anywhere. Yeah. This obsession with fitting in, we're obsessed about it. That's I why know. people buy the same bags and they dress the same way and they do the same hairstyle. It's conformity. But it's also like so connected to love, I think. And I think it's so interesting, like in the Arab world, you know, there's so much talk about love. And then like, if the kid turns out to be gay, they will throw them outside. You know what I mean? We haven't learned. I think, first of all, humanity doesn't know what love is. If we knew what love is, really unconditional, true, raw love, Mm. we wouldn't be doing what we're doing. And second of all, like it's everything is conditioned. It's like a business almost like I will love you uh, if you dress the way I want you to dress. Uh, You know, be the way I want you to be. I was like, I don't even know what a muhandis is, whatever. But, you know, all of those things, they're placed on us and we're like, oh, that's love. And we try to do the things people want us to do so they can give us love. It's not love. It's not it's not real. And I think like if I would ever have kids in my life, that was like, that's the first thing I would want to tell them for them to understand, like, you know, you can't, you being your unique self and that inner essence and just like going back to that, it's the most important thing. But you live in a world that will constantly tell you that that's not the most important thing, that will try to change you, Mm. that will convince you that you can buy yourself to, to love or, you know, change the way you look, all of those things. And I think that's also, it's very hard for people, like, and provocative when people are like, and self-care, self-love, la, 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 la. Like, show self-love, Yani. We've been brainwashed since we were kids. And now, like, you know, we need to practice it in our everyday life. Like, how are you to the person who's not the way you want them to be? That's, that's how you teach people self-love. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like a lot of companies, a lot of people, they, they say a lot of things, but our practice, and I'm also in it, you know, a part of everything it's not we're not there so it's like hypocrisy in a way you know i don't know if we take though and and this is a point i i like to mention you're born unique Mm. obviously with all your mix of cocktail of a gene Mm. 
and uh, you, they tell you your fingerprints are unique, nobody has them. Mm. But then you look at, uh, celebrate yourself, your unique self. This is very sexy and marketing strong mm. uh, sentences, right? Or phrases. However, take a zoom out mm. and look at the systems of the world. Yeah. Education system, everybody should finish high school. Yeah. Everybody should go to kindergarten. Yeah. Everybody should do this and everybody should do that. So the systems of the world are one size fits all. Yeah. But you're not. Yeah. So how, and I also say marriage is not for everybody. Being yeah. a parent is for, you cannot say people are different, but all of you should have kids. Yeah. All of you should be married. Okay, what if I'm a very bad husband? Yeah. Or I'm a very bad mother or father, or I really don't like kids. <laughs> like, do I have to feel guilty? So yeah. if you're a girl, today go on, go on social media, put the story and say, I really find children annoying and I never yeah. want to be a mother. Look at how much attack you're gonna get. Yeah. But what if that's your honest truth? Yeah, I know. Instead yeah. of being celebrated and say, I respect her. She knows she won't be a good mother. She doesn't want to be a mother. Yeah. She has no interest. I will respect that woman. But it's also like, like what is my place in the world? tool for other people so they will feel good about themselves or like a tool for a system, a tool for what? Like, I, I think about that a lot and I think it's very, I think life is pretty tricky because I all, always or many times feel trapped because I am a part of a system that traps people like all around the planet. We're not free at all, even though some people think they are. And it's just, yeah, I think, I, I think it's very, I think it's very complex because people think like, yeah, I love people who are honest and blah, blah. No, you don't. You don't. Gina, you are stealing, <laughs> not stealing. You are saying the exact things I say. Yeah. Honesty, again, is a very good marketing phrase. Everybody yeah. says, I'm such a straightforward yeah. person. I love honesty. They don't. No. Tell them something about them. Honestly, they don't like it. Yeah. It takes a lot for you to control your ego, to accept somebody to be honest with you, that you don't take it personally. Like, oh, you're just jealous. Yeah. No, I'm <laughs> just being honest. No, no, no. But I, I don't know where. I think it's very sad because like we have the potential to be so much bigger than this. Like we have the potential to be. I mean, with the brains we have, with like all the sensors we have in our body, we could be something else. But we chose to be this. Yani, it's a it disappointment. It will take time. <laughs> yeah. And I'll explain also so we don't, me and you don't sound so uh, harsh. Yeah. I'll explain something that I also understood conformity of or being part of a group is a, a genetic thing that we have yeah. because if we go to caveman time if you were out of a clan you're not protected uh, yeah. a beast or another tribe will will kill you so you need to be with that group like yeah. one of them you know, dress the same or talk the same or behave the same so you can imagine how much it's drilled into us as human yeah. beings to belong that's why people do sects and fan clubs and it's like, Definitely. Yeah, because you want to be part of a team. Yeah. And even when you watch a good movie and you yeah. tell somebody, and they're like, yeah, me too, I love it. You're like, really? Yeah. yeah. And then suddenly you have something. Now, oh, wallah, I don't say it to be harsh or, or whatnot. I just feel like, uh, you know, we can be a team. Also with that way of like thinking of just allowing each other to be. Like, I think we're creating so much suffering and sadness. I think everyone is suffering. Everyone. Yani, no one is happy about this. Every, I think everyone has a sense like, can I just breathe? Can I just be? 
and just like we can be in a group and just allow people to have differences mm. to feel different or look different like it's not so complex like why are we not there yet i just i don't get it it's it's so many topics that you're touching i always think about and i think okay let's say now you're wearing pinkish purple mm. Mm. and then you'll walk in the mall today go walk in a mall you're like what is she wearing like look at her right what is she stupid or silly or yeah. look at her taste now the question is whether you like her taste or not what is it doing to you is it harming you is yeah. it slapping you why is it, why are you so bothered yeah you need to think of the psychology is it an insecurity because she's she doesn't want to fix her hair or she wants to wear a flamboyant color yeah. that you can do mm. is it an insecurity yeah and that's why you don't like that somebody can do it and you can't yeah. or that they have the guts to do it it's a very strange thing the moment somebody is not the way you like it you attack yeah whether you should really be celebrating like i really truly believe like if someone is being different that gives you also the permission to be different you know if someone is out there in any means or like breaking a boundary of some sort i don't know whatever it is it's also mirroring like it's giving me more space to be whatever i want to be absolutely you know it's like we're mirroring each other we are mm. each other and as if i'm being like cruel and like stiff to you that will go back to me like it's you know it's relationships and mm. we need to you know fix them a bit zabbat al wada and i think it will get there i think social media and conversations yeah times a thousand times 10000 times 100000 starts to make sense and like you said a lot of these things anas are extremely basic but do people sit down and think about them unless we bring it up to the surface and we're like shit why do i why do i act this way or why do i say this all the time or why do i judge so quickly yeah next time you judge you're like oof i shouldn't have done that maybe maybe they have a side to their story maybe they actually yeah feel good about this color or how they dress so and i i like this the fact that you said you just have to celebrate difference and I got a tweet mm-hmm. um, this week and somebody wrote uh, Anas I love how you think mm-hmm. I wish the whole world thought like Anas Bukhash mm-hmm. so I read that and I wasn't too pleased with it yeah. I, I, I appreciate the compliment mm-hmm. so I replied I'm like nah it would be such a boring world yeah it would it would really yeah, be boring if yeah. everybody thought the same you oh need my contrast. god if there were many ghinas I couldn't يعني, is Gina or ghina? غنا بالعربي جينا بالانجليزي جينا بالسويدي we were talking about that we, we talked about a lot but we mm. started with the childhood yeah so how was in this complex mm. phase of not knowing where mm. to go how was your relationship with your parents it was very we're a super close family very very close um, so it was also like good and bad uh the bad thing could be i think for mothers it's very hard when you have a daughter that maybe like because the thing is in our communities if something happens in the family the mother gets blamed so you know i got famous pretty young and uh, what he, age if i may ask no it was like 18 19 okay but it would st- it was still like uh people were talking but it's still it's it became a lot of stress I think for my mother because it's 
her getting the blame of anything that I would do. Not that I would do any bad things, but it's still like, I think a lot of pressure is put on mothers. So that created like a stress, I think, in the family. And also like a lot of things in my story has created stress for my family, just out of fear. Like I was always, since I was a child, I think very brave. And my parents who come from like, you know, the protective trauma, like, you know, and then I go and do maybe things that something yeah, has risked my life. That uh, It was just a lot of stress. So, you mm. know, it, it was many things, but we're a very close family. And Rina or Gina, mm. when did it get ugly? Uh, with? With your big story. With my big story, with the work thing. Well, it really started when I, when I started my career. Like I've always had, since I started, I have always gotten like death threats and whatnot, but I never really cared. Like I was more like, I, I believe in what I do. And there was a lot of hate, but also a lot of love, but it didn't really bother me. Like like that but then you know when i got really famous in sweden it started getting like more and more and more and then when i got like one of my like the biggest jobs that you can get it's like they they turned on me in a way i don't know and i just got maybe the most hate that anyone has ever gotten in the industry they say i don't know uh i had to live with uh you know, I always have security guards with me. Like I got very severe uh, death threats that people would come and shoot me from Nazi, uh, Nazi parties and stuff like that. Once they said they were gonna go and uh, blow up the, uh, the arenas that I was in, like there was a lot of, like not just saying, like people that were gonna do things and it just made my life extremely isolated. Uh, and again, like the feelings that I had as a child with always trying to like fit in and never being enough. It was the same thing from 20 to 30. Uh, like the Muslim community would be like, oh, like criticizing in a way. Um, and then like, you know, the immigrants will be complaining about something. And then the Swedes would be like, she's taking up too much space. She's getting all of our jobs. She's, uh, why is she being funny or, be, you know, being like that? You know, it was just, uh, it was just a lot of things pointing to like, that I wasn't allowed to exist in a way. It was saying that Like you can come in and be on TV if you're like this part of Rina, not the whole part. And as soon as I showed like who I was, like I would get sometimes like um, the producers would wanna uh, forbid me to say jokes, for instance. And I was like, why? And they're like, no, 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 we'll get trouble, we'll get trouble. And I'm like, Shumna Khaf, like am I supposed to conform just to some person who's gonna threaten me? Like, la, lish. But there were so many, and I would see them anyway. And as soon as I was take up space, like I wasn't just this girl, like who was like uh, looking good on TV and laughing, like hee hee, just being 
like next to a man talking as soon as I was the one taking the most space I got so much hate and uh, yeah my life became really isolated and like my whole like 20s to 30s I was pretty much like I was working in Sweden but I wasn't really living there like I haven't had an apartment I was living like a witch who was running away like I was I would go I would do my shows and then I would just travel somewhere like I would travel every month all the climate activists will hate me but you know I was just I was I felt so hated from my country in a way that I can't explain and also like you can't say it to anyone like I didn't want to tell my parents how severe it was because and no one in the industry like I was so young, like I I was just lonely. No one was listening or even asked. And I have a lot of pride, so I wouldn't tell if I have an issue. I was like, I'm okay, I'm okay. So I would go, I would do the work. And then I would just like escape to some country and sit in the forest and like, what's the meaning with life? And then we'd go back home. It was very weird. Um, Yeah. The main ugliness happened i don't know how true it is because i just read mm-hmm. a bit yeah uh, when you were on a christmas special yeah is that true so mm-hmm. the you can correct me so the the dilemma or the big issue is a muslim mm-hmm. uh, immigrant mm-hmm. uh, being on a very swedish traditional yeah i don't know episode every year right yeah they didn't like that no uh they thought that i had stole christmas from them <laughs> Like I was the Grinch. Uh, they thought that I was like, uh, what is she gonna read the Quran at Christmas? Like, you know, it's, it wasn't, it was just like so many weird things going on. And it was, um, but it was really about me being a young woman who was successful and taking up room and not apologizing for it. And living in a country where we claim that we have equality and we love women, la 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 la. No, we don't. The world doesn't. We want women who are, it's the same thing in Sweden. People think it's so free. Like Sweden has a lot of great qualities, but it's still like, why is it that I'm standing next to my co-host and if I make a joke, I'm the one who gets death threats and he can just go home to his kids. And it was always like that. My mom would even call me like, I would cry after the shows. Cause it was just like, imagine it wasn't like one or two, like thousands, thousands, every week. If I would be on TV, I would get like, I would just like hate going out. I didn't really have any friends. Uh, and my mom was like, why can he just go to work? And like, and you're sitting here crying. And I'm like, also, I don't want to give up. Like, I don't want people to win. Like, no, they're not going to beat me. But at the same time, like, my soul was beaten in a way. Like, I was just like trying and trying. Uh, And I feel it in a way like, it's like I was trying to plant seeds and they have the most beautiful flowers, but they weren't allowing them to grow. Like, I'm like, hello, like, look at my seeds, you know, and water them and take care of them. And they're like, la, ma bedna, ma fi. And I'm like, but, okay, all the shows I'm doing, the ratings are top ratings. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing like breaking records that no one has ever done, la, 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 la. And, and still like, I was being punished for it. 
And it's so, and that's what I mean, why I feel so strongly about this thing. Like when you go through all of this, now I'm talking about it lightly, it was many things, but uh, of course you start thinking like, they were talking about me like, uh, am I evil? Am I a bad person? Uh, Kaman, like some, sometimes I would feel like, Ana majnuni, Ana marida, Ana lehek. Like, why can't I just like be quiet? Why can't I conform? Why can't I? And I wasn't doing like big rebellious things. I was just like, just like having a voice, really, and uh, doing like, you know, idol, you know, like bullshit show. Like I was just like trying to make people like enjoy. Let's sing, la 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 la. And still, I was getting so so punished for it and um yeah it was just very a very weird time you said um that you want even though you were getting all this hate you wanted to not let them win yeah so why did you disappear i disappeared because i didn't want to lose myself i i was also sick of like why like shoe is that my you know, at first you go out and you do things and you're like, I'm going to show them all the people who la 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 la, I'm going to show them. It's like, I don't want my, my existence to be a war against anything. I don't want to have to prove myself to anyone. Like, let them win what? Why am I sacrificing my health? Why am I sacrificing my sanity? Uh, I was feeling like, why am I doing all of this, trying to entertain people? for a country that clearly doesn't like me. يعني لمين? And then I was like, عشان المصاري طوز. عشان الفهم طوز. I don't want any of it. And it wasn't just that. It was with everything in my life. I was like, I'm so sick of people punishing me for being. I'm just sick of it. I was done with it. And I was gonna let everything go. I was gonna burn everything down because I felt like Either I'm not going to live another day in this existence, being owned by people or people's gaze, or I will follow my inner self. And that's why I disappeared. Because I felt like I need to find out, like, who, who am I? Like, all, the, all my life, these voices of shame and guilt, like, are they true? And then you need to listen, like, you need to go into yourself and... No one was really, I mean, no one in the, in the people around me like could understand what I was going through in a way, like only me could understand it. And no one was putting like the essence Gina first. Like, what do I, what do I want? What do I need? What is inside of here? What, yani, okay, I'm good at it. I'm very good at it. Just cause you're good at something doesn't mean you need to be there, you know? And it doesn't mean that that's the most beneficial thing for your sanity and for your health. And I think also like a lot of like second generation, like immigrant kids, everyone would tell you, like our parents always tell us, you need to work uh, three times as hard as the, as the people you live around. You know, not a lot of people get this chance. And I was like one of the first people in Sweden to get this chance. That's why I was keep, keep on doing it. Cause I was like, okay, I'm the first Middle Eastern girl to do this. In the history of Sweden, I need to, you know, I need to do it. I need to step up. So a lot of things I was really doing it 
just to open doors. Mm. I wasn't happy. Uh, at first I was happy, but the happiness got taken away very quickly. And then I started thinking, okay, I will do to open doors. But then it came to a point where uh, I felt more of the, like I didn't feel the support maybe. So I was like, oh, opening doors, Lamin. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, so then I felt like, okay, like be selfish. And as I said, I come from a family that's very big and you're taught to don't be selfish. You just give, 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 give until you have nothing left to give. And that's not a good thing. You need to have the balance. And then you learn that, okay, if I give myself, so I'm clear here, then I can give to other people. There needs to be a balance. I think I, I didn't have those tools. So I went back and I got the tools and then, you know, I could easily. So did you find out, uh, Gina, who you are? Um, no, I think I'm a, I think I'm like, this will sound weird, but I think you will understand. Like, I think I'm a mirror of a presence, a big presence, but it's still re revealing what that presence is. And I'm interested to see what it is. Mm. Um, like I'm seeing a lot of things just peeling off and I'm like, okay, or am I this? Am I this? Aha, I thought I was this. No, 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 but it's not, you know, I'm still, and I think like maybe the day before I die, I will have a little idea of what I am. People say I am that, no, 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 I don't know what I am. I'm just like something and I'm, uh, but I'm seeing things that are interesting, like very contradicting and complex. Mm. I'm like, oof, shuhad. It's interesting. <laughs> it is. Um, you mentioned in an interview mm. that your body would hurt you from all this trauma. Mm. Is that true? Yes. How, how does that happen? Um, I don't know if it's because I'm a very high sensitive person. That's why I said people wouldn't come to me and say bad things. I would just hear them and read them. But I could, I swear to God, like before I would do things, I could write down. I know this is, this is, this is going to happen. Like I could feel energy a lot. And when you have that, not just like once happened to you, but a lot of, a lot of times, it became like, uh, like every time after I would be on TV, I would be sick, very sick. It would feel like my body was under attack almost mm. and I would go up and I would do my thing and I would look so cool and collected and I would like it in the moment but then after my body was just like it was like it was attacking itself I got like uh, fibromyalgia it's called uh, it feels like it's chronic pain it's chronic pain like a lot of pain where you and you don't know like how to like there's not really anything you can do about it but now it's gotten much better because I took time for myself and then I got to know like what I need. Uh, but I got, yeah, so severe pain. And obviously like depression, or all of those things. Hmm. And um, you slept with a knife next to you? Yeah. <laughs> no, the thing is, I went to live in Costa Rica for a while because when my chronic pain was really bad, you know, it feels like you have bruises all over your body. Hmm. 
So I was like, okay, I need I need to be in a place that's not cold, so I'm not like this all the time. I was like, okay, I go to Costa Rica because I had been there a lot. And then I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna live here next to the water. And I was like trying to think like an old school, uh, you know, like a healing doctor. I was like, okay, if I'm in the sea twice a day and I have sun on me, like something is gonna heal, you know. And first I had this like big luxury house I lived in. I was like, no, I'm too, I'm disconnected. Like I want to live, you know, next to the earth. So I lived in this jungle house without walls. And then I was like, yeah, Interesting. Yeah. You said, Dean, I'm, I'm referring to different interviews, I guess. Yeah. You said, um, I quote, Mm. Um, the price of being who you are in Sweden is mm. too high. Yeah. What did you mean? I think the price of being who you are all around the planet is too high. Like people say, yeah, show yourself, be yourself. We don't want people to be themselves. If I got so punished for these like idiotic things, like bullshit things, and that got so pun. Like, no, people don't want you to be who you are. Like, as soon as you step out a little bit from the box, you will get punished. And I felt like, you know, because I'm so hardworking and I'm so, since I was a kid and I had that in my head and, you know, my dad saying work three times as hard. And I always thought like, if I just work hard enough, if I have the best grades, if I have the best, 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 I'm a perfectionist. Uh, and then you also have the trait where you change yourself so you can, you know, and then you're still like, you know, I tried so many things, like it doesn't work. Mm. You can't be yourself, you will get punished, but it's okay. Like if you know it, then you choose your moments and then you can go out into the world. Like I know probably from sitting here, I can feel like a hisir maybe, I don't know. Um, I have bad experiences, but then I know like, okay, then I disappear for a while and then I come back, hmm. get to protect the energy. So yeah. if you get criticized from an interview like this, you will disappear? No, it's not but you need to shut off the noise sometimes just to remember who you are. Like I, remember- I, I like the, this, uh, you need to disconnect to connect. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'd get so, that. So it's more about like holding on to like uh, traces of truth for you in this time. Mm. So when you go out, you're clear and you're not uh, infected with all of these. Because it's, wallah, is that, yani I feel uh, people might see me and be like, oh, she's a wee, ma La, habibi, like, the guilt is here. Like I feel guilt so easily. I feel shame very easily. Like that's all inside of me, but I have to have like tools mm. to keep it in check. And that's what I mean. Like sometimes we need to also help ourselves to be in our community or, or the world, whatever that is to just survive. Cause it's not easy. Like, you also, you don't want to be alone. You want to be in a group and you want to have relationships on a lot of shows. So, yeah. Um, Gina, did you, did you face a lot of racism in Sweden? Yes. Yes, <laughs> a lot. In what forms? Other than the death threats, you mentioned there was a lot of death threats. So Every I would say the, the, the underlying cause was maybe partly or mainly racism. 
Uh, yeah, definitely racism and misogyny. Um, what type of racism? What can I tell you? I mean, everything from uh, being spit at at school for being Muslim uh, to having like, you know, people around me who have been chased with uh, stuff and get thrown at them for having a hijab to seeing people talk to your parents like they're idiots. Uh, they're talking Swedish back and they're still talking to them like they don't exist or they don't have respect for them. Um, to having the same, the same exact like answers on a test as your white friend and them getting much higher score than you. Um, to seeing your colleagues getting much more like you know, support and praise, and you're getting so much shit just for looking the way you look. All types of racism. And I read uh, you were sexually harassed also? Yeah, on TV. On TV? Mm -hmm. oh. Yeah, it was my um, first, uh, first ever, like the biggest TV show in Sweden. And I was doing an interview with this man. And then uh, when I was interviewing him. It was my first live show. The biggest show in Sweden, millions are watching. And then he touches my ass on TV. Yeah, I dealt with it, but it, it was not a pleasant experience. I'm trying to think what was going on in his mind knowing that it's that broadcasted. I don't know, I have no idea. And then also people I worked with t tried to tell me like, tried to protect him. Like they wanted me to tell the media that I wanted him to touch me. I was like, no, why? Well, see, it was a joke. I was like, why, what? No, like you should protect me. Why are you protecting him? So mm. weird. And in, in, this, in this field, there's a very um, funny and sad mm. uh, video I randomly saw a year ago maybe mm. where uh, they played the role of men mm. on the streets. So the, the woman would harass men. It's, yeah. a, it's a scripted uh, mm. video mm. to show how maybe the first time you're going to get like, haha, funny. But after somebody does it to you 12 times yeah, yeah, yeah. on a daily basis, yeah. it's not nice anymore. Yeah. You're like, okay, shit, I can't even walk if I'm in an alley and I see guys walking behind me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they flipped the script and guys didn't like it, yeah. obviously. No. Nobody, any human being likes it. No. So it's, it's funny how... It's so forgivable, forgivable for men yeah. to harass, yeah, yeah. but it cannot be accepted vice versa. No, 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 definitely. And yeah. also how we get the blame for it. It's uh, it's crazy that, oh, she was dressed that way. Yeah, it still yeah. doesn't give you the fucking yeah, right. Yeah. No, no, no. No? no, it's very no. <laughs> how, like How dare you say that they invited you to do it? A bad act or an evil act is an evil act. You can't excuse it or justify it. Yeah, no. And, and I think, look, there, I think too many things, Gina, there are so many reasons to one thing. Like mm. I can't just say, uh, men are just this way, women mm. are just this way. It's societal, it's programming, it's movies, it's music, it's objectifying women. Yeah, of course. If I uh, bring up a, a, a little boy and tell him you're stronger and you can do this and you can get away with cheating and it's in your nature and uh, she should accept it and you know you're stronger than you're faster than a woman and a woman shouldn't do this and I keep doing that yeah 
what am I expecting? I'm raising a monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of Absolutely. Course. So yeah, then I'm yeah. like, oh, why did he do that? Yeah. It's the whole system. Yeah, of course. You know, it's quite shocking. And I, I love how intimidating women have become in a yeah. good way. <laughs> like they scare men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're strong and brave and <laughs> smart and they can sprint as fast as anybody and win awards and then still be a director of marketing and and that's because we it. can do so many things i, I think i think generally <laughs> and, I'm, and i'm not kissing ass i really think in this time and age women kick ass yeah like you look at our companies all our startups and i'm not saying this because of or oh, just uh, hire a woman for or the sake of being a woman no no i'm talking about competence mm. women are way more competent than men today so if you want to actually have a successful company, hire more women. I, I like the mix. Yeah. I think it's healthy to have mix, but all the energies. But at this time in, in our lives, they're kicking us. Fair play. Yeah. <laughs> um, you have an album that has a very interesting title. I think mm. it's called uh, Meet Me in Jannah. Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> if I don't know if you told people about this. I'd love to yeah. know. No. Um... So it's really, it comes from a, like since I was a child, you know, I was always brought up around a lot of uh, like happiness and whatnot, but also a lot of sadness, you know, coming from a Palestinian family with their trauma and whatnot. So many times I would ask myself, like, why are we on this planet? Or what's the purpose? And my mom would always say, Everyone is depressed now, everything is nice. And I'm like, I have to wait to Jannah till I have it nice. And then after a while, I started like longing for, I just felt like the life that is here on this planet, I just didn't like it. I haven't liked it since I was a child, really. And so I started creating like parallel universes and that's where my creative side came and just creating my own world where I had like peace of mind or happiness, uh, some type of utopia. And I also had like a longing for death, like not a, it could be a death death, but also a death of what is. And meet me in Jannah is like, meet me in the place when, where there's no sadness, where we can just be, where we're in peace, where we're in harmony, where we can relax. Like, and the whole album is really about someone who's dying and talking to a God is like, why do you want to see me like this? Like, are you enjoying seeing my suffering? Are you enjoying seeing my agony? And just, and at the same time, like, okay, let's just let go of this part and go to that place where there's happiness and peace and whatnot. And at first I thought when I was doing it, like it was about, uh, you know, a longing for Janna Janna, like, that sense that we grew up with but then and also like longing for a death death but then i realized it was just like a death of parts of me like i think it really in a long life we live and die many times you know we become something and then we have to let part of us go so we can move forward to the next chapter in our lives and i think being in that when you die like when you have you died if, if i would tell you like do, can you resonate with that like mm-hmm. you feel like Okay, that unless he he's dead now. Like I, I pictured when you were saying it's like a snake shedding yeah. skin. Exactly. And then a new skin in there. Yeah. I think exactly. you have to. Yeah. And 
it's really about that and also having the resistance to like, nah, you know, holding on to certain things and then, but really wanting to let them go, not knowing how to let them go and how will it be on the other side? Like, but all of these questions, uh, death and life and why are we here? These are questions who are driving me insane since I was a kid. So it's, it's really not that weird that that's what I call it. Um, yeah, so that's also the whole album really. Mm. about the existence and some sort of escapism like just to escape for a bit in this world where i can just like even talk about these questions and just uh, be you and just be me i think that's, well, like, that's what i long yeah, yeah I, mean, I long it in a way like someone mm. who's in love or like craving food in ramadan <laughs> i just like you know uh, really want that space so i created it i have a personal question mm. Uh, how how old were you when it went really bad? At what age? Mm, maybe 24. Okay. 25. So at 24, uh, you have the pressure of, do I stay in this field because I'm the first mm. and I have a responsibility? Mm. And there's the shame attachment and there's the guilt attachment and a lot of these pressures that come and I won't let them win. Mm. Uh, I'm, why am I being apologetic for just being myself? Mm. Uh, so with all these pressures and then the pain the mm. physical pain that you mm. get or you said depression mm. and you said at some you said at some point i was longing for death mm. whether literally or mm. spiritually did you consider suicide at many moments i have thought about death many times in my life many times and it wasn't like i think because i grew up with like that life is very sacred and when i was younger i was very religious so it's like like la haram so i felt stuck in life but i thought a lot about that because i wasn't i didn't feel like i felt like this world belonged to other forces uh, and that i wasn't allowed to i didn't know how to be in it like i didn't and everyone's like keep fighting like bro i don't want to fight like i i just want to be like i have so many generations of people fighting like i just want to be and uh yeah so i thought a lot about death a hundred percent so rena what kept you going is faith is it safe to say that that because yeah. at a certain stage you were religious having faith kept you thinking no that's not an option i need to suck it up yeah when i was younger definitely hmm. Then, you know, like just like letting go and being brave helped me. Like the past years, I was thinking every year, I was thinking, should I live another year? And people are like, yeah, keep talking. It's like, no, why? We, I'm born into this life. If it was my choice or not, I don't know. And then you just live every year. Like you just, it's like, you should think about that. Like, okay, why do I live? Okay, just to go on, okay, uh, what's the purpose of it? Like also, as I said, I just felt trapped in systems. Like I, I don't wanna, and everything, I tried everything. Like I have gone to so many retreats, so hippie, I've done so many things. Yani, it, it's still, it's in a, it's a space where like how, like what's my purpose? And that it's beyond like, okay, doing another show, another album, inspiring people, 
blah, 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 blah. I mean, also when you live a life and you see how much suffering people uh, do to one another, before my, my main goal was like, I want to have less suffering in the world and help people. Now, these past years, my, my thought have been, people are pretty evil. Why am I fighting for people? Like, look all the mess we're creating. Look at all the sadness we're creating. Like, it seems like we're more keen to creating sadness than happiness. And then do we even know love? Like, I had so many things going on. And I just felt like uh, it was just hard having anything to, like, why am I living? Like, why, why, why? And keep asking myself that. And then every year I ask myself, and I have like breakdowns or whatnot. And I was, and every, when I'm in nature, I get it. I'm like, okay, you know, I feel the core. I feel everything. I'm like, I understand. It's when I'm away from nature where I lose it. <laughs> when I'm with people, I lose it. When I'm with nature, I get it. So a few years ago when I was in, uh, it was also the years after this, and I was in the woods and I was crying and crying and crying. And I'm like, I don't, I, and then, you know, and also when you're in that state, you don't want to even, people are pray. I was like, pray to what? Who's listening? After all of this, and then I was like praying, like, give me one thing to be happy about. I just want one thing to be grateful for. And I was just praying for one thing, like, because I couldn't see anything that I felt connected to or, and then I, it started like one thing. I was like, okay, uh, trees are nice. Yalla, tick, tick, tick. Yalla, and stones, come on, and then, okay, the animals, they're, they're good, they're good, they're good. And then, you know, I started getting things, okay. Uh, so I started feeling grateful for a few things. And then, I also started thinking, okay, if you feel like you don't want to be here anymore and you think your way out is death, Taib, we have that way, then you can also, خلاص, then you're free. You can be a rebel and do whatever you want. يعني, do that for a year. So I like, allowed myself to free myself for so, from so many obligations and so many just the things where I was compromising, you know, and I thought that was, like, I just wanted the death of compromise. I didn't want the death of my essence. I just wanted the death of that. And that took time to, like, realize and know how to separate, like, separate them. Like, what is it that you want to kill? Is it yourself? Or is it the image of you? Like, you can't kill that, but you have to let stuff go. Is it the, the compromising part? Is it the way of life you live, you know, it's, I think when you're in that space, it's so easy to put everything like, no, it's you, like, la, separate, like you have to separate. And then after that, I was like, yeah, okay, I'm gonna make my album and I'm gonna talk about these things. And that, I was so scared to make this album. Who cares, Gina? Yalla, you're still, you have this rebel life. Yalla. So that started like that. But I still, every year, like, um, 
I even did a show about this subject that I'm, cause I'm thinking about death a lot. So I was like, okay, let's make a show about it so we can talk. Cause I'm so tired of people telling me, no, you can't talk like that. You can't say like that. It's like, okay, but I walk around it in my head. If it's helping, it's helping. You know what I mean? It's like those things when you keep stuff quiet and hidden, it's not good for the soul. No. It kills so much inside of you. You said something that uh, I saw somebody sent me a video of Jim Carrey, and Jim Carrey is very spiritual and very mm. deep. Um, and he said that de- uh, depression, mm. and the way he broke it down is like your body needs deep rest mm. from the many masks you're trying to wear. Exactly. It's an interesting yeah, thing. Yeah. And another thing I read is depression is like pressure uh, pointed inward. Mm. So you have usually pressure outward, you'll hit something, you'll break yeah. something, you'll shout, right? Mm. But then you have a lot of people who are, keep things inside. Yeah. Arabs in general, we're, yeah. we're not meant to express also, yeah. or we're taught not to, and it's weak, or it's uh, uncomfortable being vulnerable. Mm. So imagine that around the world, a lot of introverts also don't want to yeah. keep a pressure out. So when you have to, like you said, I feel you have such a, a desperate need mm. to be Rina. Mm. You just want to be, just leave yeah. me be. Uh, Don't tell me do wear this, yeah. act this, smile that. Mm. Let, just let me be, Wallah, yeah. please. Uh, I'm not asking for much. Anjad. So imagine the more, I like what you said, the more we can learn as human beings to be true to ourselves, as long as we're not harming. Yeah. We're not being ill or evil or rude. Yeah. Just being yourself. Mm. I think you will get over depression. And yeah. this is a very, hopefully, not a wrong statement. It's just an assumption. No, but I say for me, like, it has really helped um, just allowing, you know, like allowing parts of yourself without shaming, guilt, and whatnot that we, we often go into. Just like, okay, Give yourself a few weeks. You need to give some space to things. Mm. And then things you think are so heck stiff, they're not. Like sometimes we give so many things so much power because they're so heck taboo or conflicted and whatnot. Then you need, sometimes you just need to break the rules. Break the rules. It's not the end of the world. And then it's not the end of the world. We make things such a big deal. And sometimes you look back and you're like, I can't. Yeah, I know. What was I doing? I'm a drama queen. You know, you need to take a light build things. I'm deep, you know. So on a on lighter note, what's yeah. your favorite color? Uh, okay, so I didn't wear it today because it makes me happy. But actually, pink always makes me very happy. I don't know why. Mm. Why do you think pink is your favorite color? Give me three reasons. Uh, Do you know this question or you don't know this question? No, I don't know this question. Okay. But I think first, because society placed it on me, so it's probably like that. And because I think it, it's, what, what, the first one is what? Because society placed pink. So it's like you, you think it's feminine or what? No, because they, they just stuff pink to us as so soon as like we're born. Okay. So maybe that. Okay. Uh, but I think it is because it feels like a womb, you know? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, because, yeah. My um, my last apartment, it was all like a pink, pink in shades of like hippie pink, and the people were like, "Yeah, it's it's like a womb." You know, you go into the. I was like, "Yeah, that's that's the thing," uh, and then it's just it just hits my heart, 
Mm-hmm. Like since I was a child, when I see pink, it like hits my heart. So I don't know. Okay. Or dahab, come on, obviously. Uh, favorite animal? I mean, I have a dog, but um, no, not not something that you have. Like no, in general, okay. it can be a or wild. I don't animal. have her. She lives with me. It can be an don't owl, own anything. Uh, wild um, animal. I love lions. Favorite lion? Lion. Three reasons. Because we have similar hair. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I was in South Africa and I saw these, and you know, all the animals they go about, but when the lions come out, they just are. Hi, I'm a lion. Yalla. They just are. And everyone gets it. Everyone allows them to like, they know, they respect that the sakteen. That's why I love lions. One. Their presence, we'll say. Their presence. Presence. Walla, they seem to have a chill life. Maclean and I mean, yeah, and she's not Okay, then chill. I don't know why. And the hair is one? And the hair, yeah, just, yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. So the color is how Ghana sees Ghana. Aha. Uh-huh. So you said it reminds you, it was placed on you, so you're comfortable with it because yeah. it's been maybe brainwashed onto yeah. you and it's your comfort zone. Yeah. And it's another thing which was similar to the first one is that it was very comfortable, very enclosed, like a womb. Yeah. So maybe you see yourself as that, like very homey, very cozy, very welcoming. I'm such a cozy person. I always have a blanket on me. (laughs) And the third one is the vulnerability that it it hits you. It's Ah. a color that goes in. So maybe you're also a very vulnerable person. Yes. Or you appreciate vulnerability. The animal Mm. is an ideal partner. So we need to find a hairy. Ah. Uh, guy with presents uh-huh. and uh, chilled. Ah, oh, hello. Interesting. <laughs> what does love mean to Rena? Love is something I'm, I'm still trying to understand. Like I know love, love, but true love, like true unconditional is it that is that the true love like I, I still think we're discovering what true love is and obviously I think that's the antidote to everything or a lot of things yeah. but that's also like where I love to be mm. like there's a is it a rumor quote that says like, where love is, you should be in what you love. Mm. And nowadays I always try to feel like, do I, cause I know, either if you say, what do you think about this? Eh, don't feel anything. Or I, I hate it or I love it. I just feel it like, oh, chili, I love it. I want it, you know? And I try to go like, Rina, you know when you love something, like I'm very clear with what I love. So I try to be in what makes me like, what makes me activated, mm. where like, okay, something happens with me here. Avocado, why am I so interested? You know, it's, it could be in the silliest things, but still like, love is also like, what, what hits you, what activates you? But I don't know what love is. It's the second time you mention unconditioned love. Do you believe there is such a thing? Maybe it's just a unrealistic idea. Maybe it has a codependent features in it <laughs> that we haven't discovered. But if we take that away, I, I like the I like the idea of it. 
I think maybe some animals have it, but still no, because they always want food. Uh, so they want something, but it, there's something. Yeah, I, th I think I believe in it. Yeah. I want to practice it. I try to be close to it. Uh, and I try to really learn how to love in a different way. Mm -hmm. uh, like where love doesn't have obligation in it. And it doesn't have conditions. Conditions. Although that's, I think the closest thing to unconditional love, and I underline closest, is mother to child. Everything else is conditional. Mm. Even with some mothers, maybe with their kids, if they don't, if they, if they keep telling their mom how much they hate her and she's a piece of shit and they don't like her, yeah. at some point maybe. But it's that's where I think the mother will still love the child, no mm. matter how bad they are. Mm. But anywhere you mm. can say, oh, he's my soulmate. Okay, treat him like shit for a month. Yeah. <laughs> he's gonna leave. Or are you gonna leave? He treats you bad. Yeah. It is conditional. But it isn't that. I don't I'm, think it's wrong. Yeah. Like I, I need don't to know, make. I don't think it's bad that it's conditional. Because there are some red lines. No, 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 no. I don't mean that. I mean you should have conditions in a, in like how are we to each other? That's different. Mm. I just mean unconditional in a way that, like I said, I allow you to be something even though it's not beneficial to me. Uh, I allow you to show your dark parts even though uh, it might hurt me or what, but not hurt me in a way where it's abusive or whatnot. It's, it has nuances. Yeah, As you it. see, it's still in construction. No, I, get I get it. Hypothetical mm. question. If you could see a characteristic above people's heads, you can see it. Mm -hmm. And there's a scale. Mm -hmm. So uh, let's say sense of humor, mm -hmm. you'll see he's, ah, that person is a seven out of 10, this uh -huh. person. What characteristic do you want to see? How do you mean? How do you mean? Yeah, and you were walking in a mall, you uh -huh. have this superpower that uh -huh. you see something that you have to choose. Okay. It's one thing. Okay, like a character wealth, I love in a... Their character, no, not, you don't know the people, you're mm -hmm. walking. Mm -hmm. If it's honesty, for example, you'll see this person's very honest, this person's... Yeah, oh, what okay. What would you choose? Aha, uh -huh. okay, okay, okay. Ah, let's see. Okay, wait. I love that I'm thinking like it's a life or death question. I'm, I'm taking it very seriously. Uh, I think maybe empathy. Empathy. Yeah. Hello. Why? You think we don't have enough of it? I think empathy includes every. It, it's like so close to the heart. I think if you have empathy, you have love. If you have empathy, you have warmth. If you have empathy, you have a truthfulness. Maybe. I just think empathy is like. It's a very good answer. Yeah. I'll leave it. Yeah, yeah empathy. Nice one. Mm. Do you wake up happy or sad? Well, I wake up sleepy. La, but uh, I wake up. No, nowadays happy. Okay. Yeah. If Rena 
were to be reborn, mm. would you choose the same life you lived? Interesting. Huh? You like this question? I love this question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking it way too seriously. I said, would I choose this life? Well, I think I would. Really? I think it's a very important journey. I think it's... Uh, I haven't thought of it. Like, it's been really hard, but I think it's, it's... Sometimes you need very hard things to, you know, learn the lessons you need to learn in your life and uh, reach something that you always long for. I don't know. Mm. And yeah, I think because it's interesting. Like, okay, you know, there's a lot of things going on, but you can't say it's not interesting. Shit has happened. It's not boring. So yeah, I'd probably pick it. Mm. Or maybe Rihanna's life. I love Rihanna. <laughs> what are you afraid of? I'm afraid of... I'm really not afraid of anything, but I'm like tiny afraid of a lot of things. Uh, obviously, like not being loved, but I've dealt with it. But uh, obviously that's something like you always, you know, in a friendship even. Oh, did I hurt anyone? La, 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 la. You know, all of that. Um, yeah, I am afraid of a lot, of, like, uh, that I've done wrong. Yani, what if I think I'm doing a good thing, but it's not a good thing? Like stuff like that can really bother me a lot. Mm. Uh, more and more moral issues. Uh, I feel like, oh, do I think I'm so woke, la la la, but I'm really just a khara person? You know, it's, uh, you know, you need to check yourself almost. So that's, I'm also afraid of that. Uh, what if I'm experiencing myself in one way and then I'm like hurting a bunch of people and I'm not knowing it, you know, stuff like that I can, I can mm. be afraid of. Best moment in your life so far? Best moment. I have a lot of good moments. But one like moment where I felt really happy that I always come back to is when I was a kid and it was Eid and it, we would all go to City of Jiddi. And I was looking at all my cousins and I felt so happy. Like I felt so loved and I felt so happy. And I just remember as a kid feeling so, so happy in that moment. I was like, oh, it really hit my heart. Uh, so that's my best moment. Worst moment. Oof. <laughs> I 
worst moment. I had a lot of uh, bad moments, worst moments. One moment that really took away f like my faith in humanity was uh, when I was 15 or 16, we got stuck. I was in Lebanon and we got stuck in the war between Israel and Lebanon. And we had to escape uh, on like this shipping boat for animals and whatnot. And I was taking care of, a, I was like 15 and I was taking care of the small girl that we had found on the boat. And uh, there was, they stopped the, the ship in the middle of the ocean and some people got, they brought food to the ship. And the girl, she was almost like passed out in my arms. And I was walking around the ship looking for food and I was telling her like, this girl has to eat. We hadn't eaten in a hundred years. And then this guy is standing there and all the people are fighting. And I tell him like, I'm, I'm standing with her and people are pushing me. And I was like, please, please, she's gonna like, she's, gonna, she's passed out, she needs food. And everyone is just like adults um, thinking about themselves. And then the guy looks at me and he's like, where are you from? And I told him, yeah, we're Swedish. And he was like, no, you won't get food. Uh, and then this like white guy comes and he asks him, where are you from? And he said, I'm from Norway. And he got two sandwiches. And I remember just looking at them and I felt a rage inside of me. Like I was also, I think very angry as a teenager, but holding it inside of me at the at adults in general. And that moment, I just like saw the world and like, oh, you people teach us since we're kids to respect adults. And not even in this situation where there's a child who's passed out, you just look at the passport and where you're from. You follow the rules because the passport says you're from there. You don't have humanity in you. And there was something there that made something in my heart like, I just felt so like, uh, angry at adults in general and the adult world and therefore the world itself. So that was a moment where I just uh, I lost a lot of faith and just my hope that things will get better. Um, so yeah, that, that, was a, that was a moment that really affected me. Mm. What is a moment that when you remember your heart aches? Mm. Moment where my heart aches. Hmm. Maybe when I was uh, staying at that jungle place with the knife. <laughs> I just, I just feel sad in how fooled I was, like how wrong I thought I was and how much sadness was in my body at that time and those years in general. And that, that I didn't know that it wasn't true. Like all those years, I, I didn't know. And that it was so much self-punishment and self-hatred 
uh, that so many years got lost in that. Even though I was a person with a lot of privileges and fame, and it was going, and everything on the outside looks looked perfect, uh, but on the other side, it was, yani, it was not good, uh, and that can make me sad. Like, oof, if I just had the tools, if I only knew. But of course, like you need to learn some things in your life. But that's why it's like uh, I'm, I'm very maybe brutally honest in these questions because I just don't think like children or young adults or then adults should spend like 25 years of their, their life thinking they're not enough or hate themselves. It's just like, lele, you know, hmm. and that can bring me a lot of sadness. When was uh, the last time you cried? God, I always cry. Uh, yesterday. <laughs> Why? I think because, what was it? Yeah, because I was feeling so much love, so I was so happy. <laughs> That's nice. Mm. Hmm. What does Sweden mean to you? I have a complex relationship with Sweden. I hate it and I love it. Ah, uh, maybe not love it. Ah, uh, okay. I think I uh, I'm very happy that I was in a way that I was born in Sweden. Like it gave me experiences, like it gave me intelligence in a way. It gave me perspective. It gave me views. It gave me a lot of hardship so I could have tools in life. Hmm. Sweden is like a mother. You don't have a good relationship. And you don't want to live there. But yalla, you have love for her. You know, like, hey, Sweden, Lely. I love that. It's like the safest country in the world. I love that I have that space. But is it the space where my soul feels free and alive? La, mm. it's not. It's just safe. It hasn't been so safe for me, but it's mm. complex. <laughs> what about uh, Palestine? I mean, I love Palestine. But also, شايفني أنا مع عرب 24/7. يعني I love Arabs also, but I know, I know, I know how I get. يعني and أنا بروح كتير على فلسطين and I love it there. But as soon as this, أولي حتى ال eyeliner هيك شكلك زي فرعون حاسة حالك حلوة شكلك هيك أولي ما متجاوزة أولي you know that that thing. I don't know if I could deal with it like for a long time. But I love it. But uh, come on also, like if I would be the way I am totally, I don't think that will be, it will also have its issues there, Yani. Salah. Hmm? In one word. Saluh? 
You call your dad Sadduh? Ah, no, Baba. Baba is my biggest fan. Yeah, he's my biggest biggest supporter. So say supporter? Mm-hmm. Siham? Siham. Funny. Hmm. That's where I got all the all the fun parts are from my mom. characters my So she's very she's very funny. Okay. Hypothetical. Mm-hmm. If uh, well, you've lived a spicy life. Yeah. <laughs> like you use the word complex, it's a very complex life. Mm. But a very beautiful life. You know, sometimes some dark art is beautiful, or yeah, some. Yeah. You have a very artistic uh, mm. story. So if we take your life and you really feel what you went through, mm. the good and the bad, mm. ugly, everything, the beautiful, and I can take your heart mm. and I can place it in front of you, mm. what would your heart tell Rena? Like the words, what, what would it say? If I would take my life, and place it in no, my your heart. If I can take your heart yes. out and place it in front of you, yeah. what would it tell you? Okay. Learn to love yourself. I know it's cheesy, that's what I got. Mm. You don't think you love yourself enough? Uh, no, I think I can love myself more. Okay. Good. Mm. <laughs> Last one. Rina mm? uh, in one word. Rina in one word. <laughs> I wanted to say something. But say that one. <laughs> I want that word. Because it's the actual one. <laughs> no, my mom is gonna kill me. No, the thing was, first I was gonna say, oh, brave. Okay, I am. Players. No, that, but then, that thing. You can run away from this because now everybody wants I know, to know. I know. But then I remember a few years ago, I look, I'm sorry that all my short things has also tawili, but you know, deal with it. Uh, I had, uh, I was looking through photos. I saw a photo of my but four years. ولابسي some crazy dress وما بعرف some stocking شكلي زي الهبلة يعني أنا هاي this hat and this هيك وواقفة هيك I was like that's me that is me شو أنا عم بعمل I'm trying to be something ولك أنت هبلة accept it and that's the word that came to me هيك هبولة شوي but that's maybe not because I don't I won't take it in I think you're a free spirit. Yeah, I am. يعني الهبلة مش 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 هبلة مش تعيب ما يصير عيب. It's not making fun. Yeah. It's you're just you and yeah. you're wild and yeah. messy and like an artist. Yeah. Okay. We'll keep that one. Wild حلوة. We like the wild. <laughs> ah, يلا. Thank you. Thank you so Appreciate much. <laughs> Thank you. How did it feel for you? Huh? How did it feel for you? I felt like shit. I'm going private. But يلا. I don't like going private. 
Not really. Like I don't like talking about myself, to be honest. Well, you did the chunk of that today. I know I did, yeah. but I felt like sometimes you just need to show. Absolutely. You should celebrate you. How do you feel? Was it okay? You're fucking interesting. <laughs> like I really enjoyed listening to you, and and we were very different mm. people, but very alike. And yeah. there's this. This mm. dance that's going on. You yeah. say things, I'm like, yeah, I think about the same thing. Mm. I question the same thing.